On today's Roundup, AI-generated bathrobes are fooling political pundits, and Amazon is plugging the dam against the flood of ChatGPT-generated eBooks. Plus, we're going to tackle the elephant in the room, finally. How do you define intelligence? And spoiler alert, hopefully it's not the same way as Microsoft and OpenAI. And finally, we're going to see if we can create some subliminal messages with the help of Stable Diffusion and QR Monster. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to AI Roundup. I'm your host, Phil Buck. And before we get started, I just want to share some events that happened on the MSP Media Network last week or coming soon. In case you missed it, we had Bits and Books return with Marnie Sockman, the host. And it was an excellent discussion about the book Getting Naked by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I recommend checking it out yourself. And also returning next week... The Tech Bar with Powerhouse Ray and guest host Alex Boyd. And they will be welcoming Trevor Thomas of Zen Contract. And they're going to be heating things up with a hot sauce challenge. So make sure you mark your calendars for next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, guys, let's jump right into an AI alert. Okay, shout out to my Facebook friend Ryan Elbesco for sending this story my way. An AI-generated image of Senator Rand Paul in casual attire has gone viral, sparking debate and misinformation amid discussions about the Senate's dress code. The image was created in response to Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's decision to relax the Senate dress code, a move that has been both criticized and praised. The viral nature of the AI-generated image and the platform's verification changes have raised concerns about the spread of misinformation, especially as the U.S. approaches the 2024 presidential election. Now, I thought this was super interesting because, you know me, I love whenever I see these fake images getting over on people. Uh, I got to talk about it. We're going to be talking about some images that have been going around later with uh, some subliminal messaging in there that I can't wait to share for you. But I had not seen this story until Ryan sent it my way. It's interesting because uh, this image has received over 2.9 million views uh, on one account and another one known as Proud Elephant got over 6 million views. Uh, I do want to say I commend the users of X or Twitter, whatever you call it at this point, who, you know, they can weigh in, they can give additional information. And now the story has been marked with a, a disclaimer that this is an AI image. Now, I do think it's kind of crazy that, you know, with the the blue check mark thing where you can purchase it now the spread of false information is way easier like with this story and apparently uh, another story about ebola outbreaks at burning man um it's it's definitely weird <laughs> i always think it's funny when people get fooled by these things i mean this one is i don't know it's pretty benign i mean that really could have happened it's it's not a crazy one but um, I do think it's worth noting that even Senator Paul weighed in. He quote tweeted this saying, I thought I was clear when I said no photographs. So, I mean, that's interesting to me because until that little X disclaimer comes up in the bottom, I mean, that's just feeding more into the misinformation. All right. Well, speaking of misinformation, let's talk about Amazon and our actual impact story for the week. Okay. I wanted to talk about this one because I actually have a friend 
who has done this, who has published a book using ChatGPT on Amazon, you know, use ChatGPT to generate all the content, the SEO to get the book seen in the in the Kindle Direct uh, store. So let's let's talk about this. Amazon has implemented a new policy restricting self-published authors on its Kindle Direct publishing platform to publishing no more than three books per day. This move aims to curb the influx of AI-generated books, some of which have been found to contain potentially dangerous or misleading information. While Amazon has not reported a significant increase in AI-authored books, the policy change follows several high-profile incidents, including AI-generated books offering incorrect and potentially deadly advice on mushroom foraging. In the full history of the Maui wildfires, while the fires were still burning and people were still missing. Uh, the new rule complements Amazon's earlier requirement for authors to disclose if their material is AI generated or AI assisted. So I thought this was a really interesting story because I think everybody's always looking for the next way to profit off of uh, large language models. Uh, it's a little bit troubling because you see kind of the degradation of the value of anything knowledge based when you can just set a model to generate stuff. Um, I think in some cases, like with my friend who I'll, I won't call him out, but he was making a book about, you know, self-help. So a lot of that stuff is not as objective as, uh, you know, eating deadly mushrooms in a forest. So maybe there's some wiggle room there on that kind of thing. But I've also seen stories where very strange, uh, the author Jane Friedman, uh, unfortunately people were publishing eBooks under her name. Uh, I think the idea was to try to use her reputation to sell these books. There was actually nothing that she could do about this to get the books taken down until she actually publicly shamed Amazon, uh, because this was happening and they finally took the books down. I do think this story, one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is they do kind of differentiate between AI generated and AI assisted, which is something I've been kind of advocating for on the show for a while now. You know, basically if you are wholly getting the content of the book to come from something like ChatGPT and doing very little editing, very little changing of it, then this is supposed to be considered AI generated. Now, the difference is if you use something like ChatGPT to come up with your ideas and then you further workshop it and edit it yourself or vice versa, where you actually created a book for the most part of the content all by yourself and then you used a tool to copyright it, to you know spell check, all that kind of stuff, then those are considered AI assisted. And to me, that seems like the the gray area we should be playing in and not so much the area where <laughs> we just have like a endless flow of ebooks on Amazon that are just almost wholly automated by large language models. All right, well, today's episode has been full of uh, pretty problematic stories for AI across the board. And today's big picture story is a really big picture because I'm talking about the elephant in the room. I think it's probably far past time for a reminder on this show that the current state of artificial intelligence technology is actually not intelligent at all. It's, it's mostly just a buzzword for these algorithmic, machine learning, large language model-based technologies that, you know, if we're being honest, they, they really don't hold any characteristics of intelligence, artificial or not. And that really digs at the question in today's segment, what is intelligence? And it's a question that is central to the pursuit of building AI or AGI. And thanks to a friend of the show, Ponch Mason, over on Discord, who sent me an article from College Hill, uh, on Medium, it's been highlighted that even if we do try in earnest to define intelligence for the purpose of building these technologies, there are some glaring issues with our current definitions. 
which by the way, are being used by some of the top researchers at Microsoft, OpenAI, and Google. Microsoft and OpenAI face criticism for citing a controversial definition of intelligence by Linda Gottfriedson in a paper on artificial general intelligence. Gottfriedson has a history of promoting pseudoscientific ideas that oppose diversity and suggest racial disparities in intelligence. The paper was updated multiple times following public criticism, but raises concerns about the lack of scrutiny in preprint servers like Arziv and the broader issue of how intelligence is conceptualized in AGI research. The incident also highlights the tech industry's general disregard for the humanities and social sciences, which could prove critical for context uh, for AGI development. All right, so this is crazy to me because, you know, a lot of these companies, especially OpenAI, they claim one of their big overarching goals is to create an artificial general intelligence. And if that is your goal, then you really need to have a solid idea of what you believe intelligence is to work toward that goal. Now, we've covered on this show a lot that there's uh, many, you know, implicit biases built into these models just by nature of being trained on you know, real world scenarios. Uh, I've recently been listening to the book, uh, Hello World. I don't know if any of y'all have checked that out, but it's a great book. It's kind of dated at this point, but it just talks about how real world data, uh, you know, obviously influenced by the history of the world is oftentimes just simply incompatible, you know, with al algorithmic math. And uh, it's pretty interesting that here, we're not even talking about numbers. We're just talking about, you know, the philosophy behind uh, artificial intelligence or AGI. I mean, I think it's it's pretty troubling to see that Microsoft, uh, some of the researchers, some of the researchers at DeepMind, are referencing this Gavritson's uh, definition, which is deeply problematic. I mean, I think for me, this paper, I'm really glad it came my way because it does cut deep to the core of some of what's going on here that is not being acknowledged hardly at all, uh, and, and I think that we do need to have a very clear definition uh, based on something that isn't highly uh, prejudiced against certain people as the basis for building something like AGI. But I think more than anything, it might be good to take a back step and just, you know, start redefining a lot of these technologies and efforts that we're discussing on this show, that they're not really AI. It probably is time to correct that misnomer. What am I going to, maybe I need to rename this show the LLM Roundup or something of that nature. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this show has been pretty heavy and pretty serious. So I think it's time to pivot into something a little more fun. Uh, I've got some memes that I've been seeing all over the internet with hidden subliminal messages, and it's time to revisit a, a story we did in the past where we were showing you how to make QR codes into amazing art. Well, you can use that same method to embed hidden messages in some of your own stable diffusion generated images. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show. We're going to be doing a use case, and I love it. We're going to be getting back to using Stable Diffusion to create some hidden text within the generated images. Now, we've seen this before. I'll throw a card up on the screen for the last episode where we did this with QR codes. It's been a while, and you can see I also did it here with the logo for AI Roundup. We're going to be playing around with that some more now. How did I discover this? I mean, <laughs> seeing these images going around <laughs> on Facebook and some of my groups where, you know, they're embedding the text into uh, an image. And it, it, this one is probably so small on your screen, you can see it immediately. You know, as you look at these images larger, the 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 uh, hidden message isn't as apparent right away. But once you, you know, squint your eyes, uh, these things start to appear pretty quickly. And most of them I saw were a little too 
racy to, to share on today's show. I think this one was probably the tamest one of the bunch. Uh, most people are having a lot of fun with these, to say the least. But I thought we should, you know, play around and see if we can try it out on the show. Now let's jump over to uh, Photoshop. Here we go. And so the first thing you'll need to do is you have to generate uh, the text with something else. I mean, you can use anything. You can use MS Paint. I'm using Photoshop. Uh, you make a, you know, text like this. Uh, make sure it's big, chunky, uh, black and white. And then let's just go ahead and save this out real quick. And then we need to jump over to Stable Diffusion now. And you'll see some things that I've actually already been working on. Uh, I played around for quite a while trying to get the AI Roundup to show up uh, in a burger. And in fact, I did a bunch of them, which I'll, you know, I can share with you guys in the MMM Discord. It is pretty tricky to get it right. I mean, uh, this one was was harder than the most of them that I played with because Roundup is quite small and AI is, AI is pretty big. So, you know, you'll get a few different effects. Most of them I didn't really find satisfying, but the one I have up on the screen uh, right here, you know, it was fun enough to, to throw it up there. So here's essentially what you want to do. You'll have to have Stable Diffusion. Uh, you'll have to have it updated so that you have something called ControlNet. That's that's a model that's going to take you know another image and interpret the data from that image in a certain way and send it over uh, to what Stable Diffusion generates so that it has a guide essentially. Um, and so you'll obviously always want to put in a prompt. Um, let's just have some people walking in this in a city, and then uh, so this is what you're going to want to set up. Uh, you'll have control net. You'll have to add in your image, obviously. So let's clear out the AI roundup. And instead, we will go grab our tune in image here. So that's just going to be your text that says whatever you want it to. Uh, and then what you want to do is keep your control net settings on all. Come down here, choose invert. And that's the setting for the preprocessor. And then you'll need to get a model called QR Code Monster. And it's designed specifically for making QR codes, but it works really well for this case as well. There are some recommended settings that I got from another YouTube video that you can try. I'll just link that in the show notes. So if you want to see kind of where they started, uh, that might be helpful. But I will just simply explain what these things do. Control weight tells the image how much you should be letting it guide, you know, from the original image versus making up something wholly new. Uh, starting control step means how soon is that guide going to start? You know, you could start it immediately by saying zero or you can start it kind of you know, a quarter of the way in and same thing with ending control step. It's also going to tell when to stop using that guide. And these are both useful because if you want the message to be kind of subliminal, you don't want to immediately start guiding the image. You kind of want to pad it on either side. So for this one, um, I'm going to keep it kind of high because I had some trouble making it work. Uh, both it's going to be 10% on both sides of it. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, you just have to play around with it. Whatever your input is, is going to guide how this works out. But we have our control net loaded in with the text. We have our prompt. Uh, I've got this set to generate four different ones. I'm going to go ahead and start generating and I'll probably speed this part up and see what we get in the results. All right, well, let's see what we got. This is a pretty cool test because uh, the image being so small <laughs> on the screen for a use case like this, you actually can get, you know, a pretty clear idea of where those words are. I think as soon as you start making them bigger, you know, I can't really see that in there at all. If I squint my eyes, yeah, I start to see it again. But yeah, these are pretty subtle. Um, this one, I decided to do this because I was inspired by another one I saw online, which had about eight people walking in a line, kind of the the 
the angle of the photo was slanted and it spelled out obey out of their uh, jackets, which was really cool uh, and clever and, and a great message to do something like this with. You know, it has that artistic element, I think, uh, by putting that kind of message in a subliminal looking, you know, image like this. Um, these, you know, they're pretty hard to see. So I think what I'll do is you know, shortly after the episode, I'll jump in the MMM Discord and share some of these with you guys there so you can get a better look at them. But I hope you enjoyed this and I and I hope you might try it out if you're a Stable Diffusion user. Uh, I think this is a super fun way to play with this and just AI generated images in general. All right, y'all, that's our AI roundup for today. Be sure to join us in the Discord. Follow us on social media. It's at MSP Media TV everywhere. You can email us, news at mspmedia.tv, or drop us a voicemail, 833-MSP-NETWORK. I'm Phil Buck, and this has been your September 27th episode of AI Roundup, and I'll see you next time. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.